Uh, welcome to the festival. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. This is the best show we've ever done. I'm telling the truth this time. It's never been better, and it's never been as good as this one. I think the weather looks good. Isn't that marvellous? Uh, thanks for coming. Welcome to Worthy Farm. Yes, Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the music podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And at the weekends when we talk about what great new music is out there. However, today we're currently away. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity to go back and reflect. Reflect and celebrate what is a huge milestone this weekend. It's 50 years ago this very day since the first ever Glastonbury Festival. Will, how was that one for you? How dare you, Dan? (laughs) I am kidding. What I meant to say, of course, is what does Glastonbury mean to you? It means an incredible weekend of partying, music, food, drink, good friends. uh, And you're also there. (laughs) But I've had some... I don't know how many times I've been now, but a, a number of times over the last decade I have been. And I was gutted this year when no, nobody could go. So I'm so excited about next year. And it's great we're doing this uh, to reflect on some of the great performances from some track-by-trackable artists. Yes. Uh, to be honest with you, Will, we, of course, before this episode, we went through all of the artists we've covered and looked at which ones have been at Glastonbury. And actually, there are far more than I thought there would be. Uh, has Rachel Stevens been? Not yet, but heavily rumoured for 2021. <laughs> Headlining the other stage on Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, that... She better not, that's the Pet Shop Boys slot. Yes. So this is part one of a two-part special mini-series from us, where we are going to take you back through some of our favourite moments of some of our favourite track-by-track featured artists. So, unfortunately, there'll be no Beatles or Oasis on here today. Not that the Beatles have played at Glastonbury, but... (laughs) (laughs) No Rolling Stones either. (laughs) Let's kick off with probably one of the most recent highlights. Uh, And this was uh, Glastonbury 2019. The Killers performed a killer version of Always On My Mind. And amazingly and frustratingly for me, they were joined on stage by the Pet Shop Boys. Frustratingly, <laughs> although for me, I was there, so it was. I did actually feel quite guilty, Will, putting this on our list because the fact that I knew that if you would have known about it, you would have been there next to me and would have been screaming like two teenage girls at a BTS concert. Oh, lovely modern reference there, Dan. Well done. Yeah, I had to research it. Uh, so here's a little bit of The Killers, Always On My Mind, featuring the Pet Shop Boys from Glassbury 2019. And I guess I never told you I'm so happy that you're mine If I made you feel second best i 
Incredible seeing uh, Neil Tennant on the pyramid stage alongside uh, Brandon Flowers. Yeah, it was. It, it honestly was. And anytime I f- talk about this, like I said, I feel guilty because I, I was there watching it. It was an all-time Glastonbury highlight for me. I love those surprises that you do get with a Glastonbury pyramid headline set. I remember we saw Coldplay there together and they had more surprises than your grandma on Christmas Day morning. Um, but... This was just completely unexpected, wasn't it? Chlamydia, however, is not a surprise one would want to pick up at Glastonbury. But it so, happens. But, it, but if, you're travel- if you're going there next year, please be safe. Mm. That's a paid promotion from the National Health Service. <laughs> I mean, Will, when, when did you find out about this? Was it later that night or was it the next morning when you heard that Patch of Boys had been there? I think you and other people were not were holding off. No one wanted to tell me because they knew I was going to go ballistic. And you did? I, yeah, I did. I set fire to my tent. Yes. And you pissed And I set neighbors. fire to your tent. Yes. And you set fire to Pet Shop Boys' tent. Uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, I, I, just, I still can't believe it. So I need to see the Pet Shop Boys at Glastonbury to make up for it. Well, maybe later we'll talk about their own appearances at Glastonbury. But... Let's move on to another highlight now. Will, you love talking about this particular set because it's similar to the situation with you and Pet Shop Boys where you weren't there. Although I actually was there. You were there, there, physically. But mentally, I was somewhere else. Away with the furries. So this is New Order headlining the other stage in 2016. Before we chat about, before you tell me how it was, let's have a little listen to Plastic. It's a vision. So New Order there with Plastic from their Music Complete album that was actually the, I think it was one of the third or fourth episode we ever did of Track by Track. And this was in the midst of that campaign. Will, how was the show? Because I really don't remember. It was stunning. Yeah. Just obviously they were on the top of their game as any band before headlining Glastonbury would be. But just the whole kind of visual show and production they did. I was just watching it on YouTube there and there was a shot of the stage and then I just suddenly laughed to myself, thought just somewhere to the left of the stage, there's you <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> I do. This, this is the thing. I know I had a good time, so I know I got my money's worth. Oh, it looked like you were having a great time. But uh, And listeners, I should say I was only drunk, nothing else, unless you slip something in to my uh, scrumpy cider. Uh, uh, some Senecot, just for a laugh. <laughs> um. But yeah, seeing New Order headlining the other stage at Glastonbury, it's um, it's 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 a moment, isn't it? It's they're one of our favourite bands of all time, um, and do you know what? Well, I can't wait to see them there again. They will be back. Yes, that's a threat. That's, oh. that's a promise, not a threat. Which one is it? I'm confused. <laughs> a bit of both. So next up, this is a group who have we've talked about a lot on track by track in one way or another featured albums twice but Mm. also in various other forms on other episodes this is a brilliant this is 2010 we're going back to now for scissor sisters featuring special guest kylie minogue this is a saturday night slot 
for Sister Sisters, and this is a little bit of their Any Which Way. moment at the time when Kylie walked on stage just when we were watching it back there huge eruptions I have shivers literally have shivers thinking about that moment I genuinely feel so so lucky to have been in that crowd watching that live when she came out it was completely like with Pet Shop Boys with Killers it was completely unexpected Um, I think people knew the song was was the song already out it was just about to come out on the album um, she was an uncredited vocalist on the song, but I think the real diehard fans knew she was in it. But I don't think anyone expected her to come out. And it was so poignant, particularly because, of course, her headline slot just a few years before had to be cancelled. And of course, this was a whole uh, nine years before she would go on to play the legend slot. So just for Kylie's first performance and on that amazing song with Sister Sisters, what a moment. Also at the time, this was when the Sister Sisters were at the height of their fame as well and their musical success. So this was this was Pyramid Stage. This was huge. And I remember this was, yeah, as you said before, this was just going into the evening. Uh, and after this, Shakira did a slot as well. So it was a really poppy day on the Pyramid Stage. And I just hope, Will, one day we see them at Glastonbury again. What a fun song. Absolutely. So next up, uh, this is... Someone who has kept us going. There's no Glastonbury this year, but this performer has kept us going with some kitchen discos. Uh, but before that, she played at Glastonbury. So let's have a little bit from Safe and Effective. So Sophie E.B. there. I haven't been lucky enough to see Sophie at Glastonbury yet, but will I believe you were there for that? I was. It was just a huge party, actually. It was the headline on the Saturday night on the Avalon stage. And Dan, it's a bit of a... um, I think for us, it's often a bit of a secret, the Avalon stage, and some of the great music. Maybe not your big stadium bands or your big uh, bands at the moment, but I have seen some of the best uh, gigs there with the likes of that Sophie one... Uh, I saw, um, was it Busted or McFly? Uh, Same difference. (laughs) Um, Same difference with that. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the Bananarama one, 2019, that we loved as well. And this was, this was fantastic. So much fun, so much energy. Uh, And Murder on the Dance Floor is such a Sophie classic. Yeah. And I think the bands that play on the Avalon stage appeal to a massive range of ages. So something like Sophie or Bananarama, you're going to get just people there who just want a good time and a dance. Uh, and I would, I think Sophie's a little bit of a, a Glastonbury favourite, a little bit of a festival favourite. So I would like to think we'll get to see her there again one day. Of course, next year she's going out on tour with the um, Kitchen Disco Tour. So hopefully that will extend to festival season and hopefully Glastonbury as well. 
Great to see her husband on guitar there. I'm not mm. sure if there anyone else, anyone else from the feelings there. I know she's very tight with Dan Gillespie Sells as yeah. well. I didn't see him, but uh, yeah. Probably knocking about backstage. Yeah. Looking after the kids while she's performing. Quaffing champagne. Yeah. Oh, heaven. So now let's talk LaRue as well. Because yes. I think we definitely enjoyed seeing her back in 2015. Yes, so this is the first year we we knew each other, wasn't it? Going to classmate. We didn't go together this year. Nothing's going on. Um, but we were both watching LaRue at the same time, unknowingly. This... That's not in a creepy way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the long drops. <laughs> the peephole. <laughs> Glory hole. Oh, I had to ruin this lovely Glastonbury episode. This is kind of one of my most unexpected all-time Glastonbury highlights, particularly the whole the whole set and the whole uh, Troubling Paradise-focused set. But this song in particular and how the song progresses and just builds uh, is an all-time Glastonbury highlight for me, I have to be honest. So let's have a little bit of Lou at Glastonbury 2015 and Cruel Sexuality. favorite LaRue songs it is but it's actually it's from this live version that it became one of my favorite songs of hers and I, I love it actually when the live interpretation kind of makes you feel that way but I, yeah, I just remember this was in in the John Peel tent and I think there's something very different about a band in there compared to seeing them outdoors at the other stage of the pyramid stage it's a much more intimate experience isn't it it is intimate but it's very it's still because it's Glastonbury and the scale of Glastonbury it still feels um it doesn't feel like too intimate at the same time. It's still a big performance. Um, and I just, I love the whole sound of Trouble in Paradise, but this, this version of this song, it was just euphoria in there. Actually, Will, I think I initially went to see Kanye headlining oh. and quickly, very quickly, literally ran, sprinted over to the John Peel tank because I realised, hang on a minute, I'm not enjoying this. Get me over there, get me to LaRue and... Luckily, seen the majority of the set. You were there for the whole thing, there, wasn't you? Do you remember? Do you have many memories of this set? Uh, not really, no. But I definitely enjoyed it. A little bit drunk. Uh, well, yeah, because it was Glastonbury weekend. So yeah. at any any given moment, you are. Yeah. Some moments more than others. Hey, Dan. Well, apparently. Hey. <laughs> so let's talk about another one of our track by track favourites. This is lovely Victoria. This is Little Boots from two thousand and nine. Uh, and from a track at the time that was huge for her and one that we're definitely big fans of. This is her, uh, again, in the John Peel tent uh, with a bit of her remedy. there with a live version of Remedy such a great pop song it is yeah of course we celebrated the Hands album 
uh, 10 years of it, I should say, last year. And we unfortunately, we couldn't go to the live show, could we, celebrating it, because it clashed with us going to Glastonbury last mm. year, which is a real shame. But yeah, this is a great, a great, and an all-time favourite pop song of ours. And this was, I went to see this at my first ever Glastonbury, so it's got real uh, personal memories for me. And I just remember that it was my first festival experience as well, so just this idea that midway through the day I was quite drunk, dancing to one of my favourite songs with all my friends. It's got such warm memories for me in this one. Necking with a willing lass at the back of the tent. (laughs) Well, you make your own interpretations. Uh, And it's great to see the fact that that John Peel tent is full to bursting out there. I mean, Little Boots was huge at this time, wasn't she? She'd had New in Town, she had this one, Hands was huge. Uh, Rightfully so, I would just... I know Glastonbury is not really about repeating themselves, but I did think it was a shame last year that actually it would have been great to have had a hands 10 years set at Glastonbury. So we're last one for now. For now. For now. This was, this feels a fitting way to end part one of our Glastonbury 50 celebration because this, I'm sure we both agree, is one of our all-time Glastonbury highlights uh, and just one of the most monumental celebratory performances has ever happened there this is kylie uh, from her legend slot last year so let's have a little bit of the locomotion was Sunday one of my best Sunday afternoons at Glastonbury it was just the stars of it aligned the pyramid stage arena field was like the fullest I've ever seen it and the sun was out I was half pissed you were probably three quarters yeah and everyone was loving it because she was doing the hits but a lot of them were in different in different ways particularly locomotion it had a great disco funky disco kind of alternative spin put on it framed with this conceit around it being like a wedding reception or something on stage and it was just wonderful wasn't it it was just pure unfiltered joy and fun that's what it's all about and everyone takes a different experience from it and also for any naysayers just look at the amount of people at Glastonbury who went to see that and they didn't know that Kylie was going to be there uh, before they got their tickets. It wasn't like it was full of Kylie fans. It was just full of music fans and full of Glastonbury fans who just knew that that was going to be a huge party moment. And it really was. And again, I've got goosebumps just talking about it now because, as I say, you know, you and I are both lucky enough to have been to Glastonbury quite a few times now and fingers crossed we get to go again. But of the, you know, maybe what hundreds of performances I've seen there, this just stands out as being just absolutely magic it's just what you need as well on like the sunday afternoon to be honest you are flagging a bit by that point oh god and yeah. you do need a real like positive lift like that as well um just to push you into the final evening uh, and over the line into monday morning when you make the inevitable trudge home <laughs> um it was just it was just wonderful and i think you know maybe kylie will never top that but i think that's fine because that's it was just perfect 
Although having said, not that I like to contradict you, well, you know I don't, but... You do. I love to. <laughs> I was chatting to someone on Twitter the other day about, they were talking about how this was a monumental moment for Kylie. And I was saying that because new the new album's coming up, Disco, it feels like there's a lot of buzz and excitement around it, isn't there? And I'd love to think that actually Kylie could go on to headline, or not headline, head, well, if you can call it headline, play the legend slot but then actually go on to headline it at some point later down the line. Mm. I'm so excited about her new album. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, can't wait for that. So that's it for our part one of 50 Years of Glastonbury, our track-by-track specific highlights uh, of of Glastonbury. Uh, We're going to be back with part two soon, aren't we? Next week, in fact, next Saturday. So there's no... We're on our holidays. Give us a break. So there's no new music drop for two weeks. But it's, it's the 50th anniversary of our favourite place on earth and our favourite music moment of the year. So yes, more of this next Saturday. And uh, we might be on holiday, but you can still slide into our DMs and send us a message at Track by Track UK. What are your Glastonbury highlights? Is there anything that we might not cover? Or do you want to just agree and tell us what we think is right? We'll probably just share those ones, actually, won't we? (laughs) Delete the others. Uh, So do give us uh, a shout-out online, too. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up on the next Track by Track proper on Tuesday? Yes, so we are going to be talking about... She's played at Glastonbury before. It is a Scottish songstress, and we're talking about her third album, which turns 10 next week. Oh, Susan Boyle. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Susan Boyle. Oh, Susan Boyle Glastonbury. Anyway, until next time, I've been Michael Evis. And I've been Emily Evis. Goodbye. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a uh, cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Red Leicester. (laughs) 